This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint is brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints, and here is your host, Sanjog All. Welcome, listeners. Uh, this is Sanjog All, your host, and the topic for conversation is government e-discovery needs and challenges, and I have with me Alison Stanton. Allison is the Director of eDiscovery for the Civil Division of the United States Department of Justice. Hello, Allison. How are you? Fine. How are you, sir? How are you doing? Very good. So thank you for joining us. Um, how, so how is your work going? How, how busy are you nowadays? We are quite busy here. Uh, it, is, it has been a, a very interesting year and a lot of uh, good developments in both the technology and law and very busy. Great. Now, busy is good, I'm assuming. Uh, and uh, as part of the series that we are currently running on e-discovery, the first question I'd like to ask you when it comes to e-discovery, what's so unique when it comes to the e-discovery related challenges uh, that government agencies may be facing? That's uh, a very good question. One of the interesting things to keep in mind is that the civil division of the Department of Justice does both affirmative litigation, meaning we do civil investigations, for example, in fraud matters, um, and we also do defensive litigation, which means we defend just about every single federal agency uh, in the United States. So when they are sued, um, we also obviously have to, to do a discovery and litigation for them as well. One of the really big challenges we see is that there's a, a great diversity of the types of cases, the types of data, the sophistication of, of opposing counsel that we're dealing with because it's the, the wide spectrum all over all over the country and all different types of matters. We also see challenges, obviously, um, with resources in how we can make sure that everything is appropriately resourced for e-discovery matters and for litigation. We are you know, big proponents of making sure that people understand to get a return on investment uh, does, in fact, require an investment. Uh, of resources, because a lot of this area is very technology-heavy. Uh, the other thing that we really have been focusing a lot on lately is working with the agencies, and particularly the CIOs and agencies, in how to proactively plan when they're moving their systems, for example, to the cloud. As you know, there's a cloud-first initiative uh, with this administration. we working with the CIOs to make sure they proactively plan for e-discovery and for litigation when they're setting up their systems and procuring different tools and now, we are in any way uh, going digital when it comes to government, and we also know that as part of going digital, and, and you mentioned about cloud, there have been situations where government is not the fastest when it comes to overall adoption to the, the new changes that are brought about. Now, when we take e-discovery, what's happening in this context? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I did come from private sector. I joined the department about two years ago. Came from a very large uh, international law firm, and we dealt with clients of all different shapes and sizes, but primarily Fortune, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 50. And uh, one of the comparisons that I, I like to make with the, the federal government is that we are, you know, steering an ocean liner as opposed to a jet ski. So there is a, a lot of effort um, and, and a lot to have to move uh, in, in the in certain directions, in particular in the direction of progress. I, I would think the cloud example is a, is a very good one to show how the e-discovery needs, both technological as well as legal and compliance, are really starting to permeate into 
technology at the government, and I think in some cases at a, at a faster rate, even in the private sector. So, for example, um, working with the CIO Council and the CAO Council, we were able to put out a, a white paper um, that really highlighted a lot of the important proactive thoughts that CIOs need to take when moving to the cloud. And it's publicly available on CIO.gov, and it's called Creating Effective Cloud Computing Contracts for the Federal Government. And obviously, the focus is on federal agencies, but it goes into the different types of legal considerations that organizations should have as they are planning to move to the cloud. For example, how you set up your contracts, what the relationships are between the cloud service provider and the agency and the intermediary, making sure that you proactively think about e-discovery when you're setting up those systems because there are great cost benefits in planning ahead. Um, making sure that you have those those capabilities in place when you move to the cloud. So that's an example, really, of where the, the federal government, I think, is, is at least on par, if not a little bit ahead, uh, in the private sector in trying to think about these issues proactively. We're also doing a, a lot of awareness and training in the government about e-discovery and really taking a hard look at what types of technology we bring in-house to the organizations. Uh, particularly DOJ as well as the agencies, uh, to be able to do e-discovery, but also uh, partnering appropriately um, with others outside to really be able to fulfill e-discovery needs. We've already had a lot of those capabilities, but we're expanding them more and more. And I think one other big indication that the, the government is really taking the importance of e-discovery and the development of the law and technology seriously is that for example, my position was a brand new position that was created two years ago, and I report directly to the head of the civil division of the Department of Justice because it is a priority for making sure we have our hands around the legal as well as technological issues. It will take time, but we are making great strides. Now, when it comes to e-discovery, when we talk in private sector, we do say, yes, it's important, but at the same time, it's cost prohibitive. And we try to balance the risk and cost and or in some cases, we also try to find technology changes and processes and human intervention to ensure that we really get the job done without spending or without breaking the bank. So when we know, when we look at this government sector, isn't this something which is not, may, may not be looked at in terms of the dollars because it's taxpayers' dollars versus coming out of some, an, an organization or a corporation's pocket? Yeah, and I would absolutely disagree with that assessment, respectfully. Um, budget and making sure that uh, the appropriate resources are used and appropriately scaled for the matter is a very high priority um, for the agencies and particularly the Department of Justice. It is nowhere near the thought that, well, since it's coming from someone else's pocket, we don't take as, as much care. And in fact, is exactly, and I would say even a more heightened awareness. We are held to a, a higher standard, um, and uh, you know, for the courts in many cases, and and in the public, we still have the same, if not higher, concerns about uh, goodwill and trust with the public, and the same with guarding the public fisc and making sure that we are responsibly carrying out our priorities uh, for the taxpayer. And that is why you see a lot of effort at very, very high levels uh, of the department as well as government-wide looking at how we can be efficient in the use of technology and decreasing costs for litigation with both integrating technology into the way that we do litigation, but also with how we dialogue with opposing parties or subjects and in investigations to really try and be responsible about that. So I would submit that there is even a more heightened awareness 
uh, of making sure that funds are spent appropriately, not only because we have that civic duty. And frankly, as I said, I've come from private sector, and I was very impressed with the degree of professionalism and sense of responsibility that every single you know federal employee I've worked with has um, for the funds um, that they are using for their litigation. So that that sense of of importance is very much there. In addition to the fact that there are very real budgetary constraints. Unlike organizations, agencies cannot just uh, shift funds around uh, in order to be able to pay for litigation. We have very uh, strict guidance and and requirements uh, from congressional appropriations as to what funds can be used for. Um, If they can be used for core mission of an agency, for example, in helping with oil spills and disaster recovery, helping in hurricane um, emergency situations, helping with health outbreaks, investigating mortgage fraud. There are very specific missions um, that we have and that we are allowed to use funds for and that uh, we do take very seriously um, what we can and cannot do. And because we don't have the flexibility, as many private sector companies may have, in moving funds to handle litigation, we do have to, to be very vigilant and very attuned in how to use the funds for litigation um, more, I would think, sometimes uh, than some private sector folks. Okay, let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the very sheer size and scope and scale of what government ends up doing and where e-discovery is uh, looked at from a government's perspective. Is it really like boiling the ocean? Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take control of e-discovery with flexible, integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry-leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint. Now, welcome back. So, given the sheer size, scope, and scale of what the government must deal with, how big do you think are the costs and risks for government in uh, handling e-discovery? Do you think it's like boiling the ocean and we are going to really be uh, looking at a very large-scale effort? It's a very interesting question because obviously we deal with cases of all different sizes in the civil division. So we have everything from the deep water um, oil spill disaster in Katrina, uh, if you will, which you know we're dealing with numbers and numbers of, of, of terabytes of information. And, and then you deal with other cases that are quite smaller. But when you, you add everything together, it is quite large. And, and we are our litigation is growing at a pace. Um, where we can see very soon, you know, the, the the petabytes are going to be the volumes of data we're dealing with. Right now, I would say, you know, some of our average cases that go to discovery, uh, you know, are, are in the multiple terabytes uh, range of a certain type. So it is definitely a, a very large volume. Um, and across government-wise, you can just see, you know, multiplying that. So obviously, the, the costs that go along with that, we're, we're trying to figure out uh, the different ways of dealing with big data. And, you know, it is always interesting when you talk to people about 
what they define big data is. And when we explain the, the volumes that we're looking at and we're dealing with, you know, we are dealing with those big data issues and the tens, you know, if not uh, hundreds of terabyte uh, range and sometimes for individual cases. So I think one of the things that we're really looking at is leveraging the technologies and really trying to partner uh, with the agencies when the agencies are involved and the CIO, uh, OCIOs uh, of those agencies to to find ways of uh, you know appropriately gathering that information and then going through the information and really working with opposing counsel and opposing parties on on how do we make sure we're not caught up in the fact that there's a, a lot of data and get away from the actual merits of the case. You know, are we just going to be looking at data for the sake of looking at data, or do we go back to really thinking about what are the merits of the litigation? What do we really need to find and do um, and not just get overwhelmed? So some of those costs we see obviously related to um, the volume, and then we also see it related to the types of information uh, that we deal with. As you know, social media is uh, a source of information that is growing more and more. Uh, a lot of the handheld devices or tablets are new uh, common uh, media in which information is stored on and really trying to develop and think about the ways that information can be preserved and collected from um, both for ourselves as well as when we're dealing with opposing parties. So these are different types of, of areas where we see unexpected costs sometimes because people did not proactively plan um, in, on the different ways to collect the information, for example, from a tablet if they move to a, a tablet type of media at their organization or from a smartphone. Because litigation will happen. It doesn't matter the size of your organization. You will have an employment suit. You will have some sort of, this, of, of litigation happen where you do need to collect and preserve information um, and really trying to think through what are those costs. So we are seeing um, really kind of the size and types of information looking at how do we reduce those costs in different creative ways. Now, when we look at government, we somehow feel it's a different animal. So when it comes to really deploying the strategies and solutions to handle and, and address the e-discovery-related challenges, do you think it's the same old as what you always would be doing in a commercial sector, or would you say there is some commonality and some customization needed? I think there's definitely some commonality. And for me, it was very interesting coming from the private sector and having worked with Fortune 500 companies and CIO shops and the heat of either a government investigation or complex civil litigation. I can definitely see how some of the solutions that, that we had developed in the private sector are, are already being used in the government or are definitely applicable in the government. However, there are some very important differences. The types of data that we have here is is unique. The types of security um, concerns and and safeguards that have to be in place is unique. And the fact that we you know very much do need to make sure that we are are conscious of the, the public's trust in what we do with information that is provided uh, to the government. It is, is very unique. And so there are a lot of different privacy and security concerns that don't exist in the private sector that do exist uh, in government that sometimes do result in higher and different requirements for tools, for technology solutions. And I know it can be frustrating um, sometimes for folks looking from the outside in as to why does something cost or take so much time um, 
don't you just have email data like we have email data? But there are there are definite real differences in some respect to the type of information and the type of, of trust that has been put in us to maintain that information that is different from the public sector. So to a certain degree, there are tools and, and processes that can be adapted and have been and are continuing to be adapted from the private sector to the public sector uh, in government. But there are very real differences in some very sensitive areas. How do you areas. expect uh, this e-discovery uh, and the corresponding available solutions and finally their adoption to change in coming years? What do you think you'd like to give advice uh, to the government IT people, uh, IT executives, as well as the legal executives? who are handling e-discovery for the various departments and agencies. Absolutely. I think the, the biggest advice there is to remember that there is a lot of good, intelligent brain power in the federal government, and it's, and it's often in places where you wouldn't think to look to partner. And to really keep in mind as, you know, CIO and OCIO shops that you can find important stakeholders and allies around your organization in the legal department, in OGC, in other regulatory areas like your chief privacy officer, your FOIA officer, your records managers. And those are important partners to really all be working together in an organization, private or public, really. Because those are the folks that if they all start out on the same page and really have the right type of, of meetings and dialogue about what type of solutions the organization needs technologically as well as legally and operationally, you can avoid a lot of both conflict and cost down the road. You know, take, for example, the cloud. If you have the right people in the room, your records folks, your FOIA folks, your, your e-discovery, privacy, security, and then your IT shops all together sitting and planning proactively what you need that technological solution to look like for your organization, you won't have the instances in the future where a system is built and then, for example, the lawyers run in and need the system to do something that it wasn't set up to do. So I would highly encourage both, you know, those in the public and private sectors to really take a look at how, you know, IT systems have many different consumers and users for different reasons and to get a clear sense of the requirements that really are needed to help move the mission of that organization forward by partnering with people around your organization. We're all on the same team. We all want to make sure we are saving costs as well as moving the mission forward. So if you do that proactively before there's an issue, I have seen great success stories there. And that's what I would really wish and hope that your, your listeners think about. Once again, thank you so much, Allison, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how e-discovery can be best handled with government agencies. Thank you. It's a pleasure joining you all today. Thank you once again. And listeners, I invite you to find more conversations like these about e-discovery on our website at www.ciotalkradio.com slash e-discovery. Thank you for listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints. For related programming, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint was brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions. 